into Star Wars. For the 905s, whoever you are, this is Schwal Wars. Hello, everyone. My name is Adam Hayes. And on this week's episode, we are back with another special one-on-one episode where I get to sit down with one of the many talented people here in Ontario Independent Wrestling and get a little bit of a deep dive into their career, their upbringing, their sights, their goals, their aspirations. And to be able to have this conversation is always a whole lot of fun for myself because it goes back to the roots from when I originally uh, started podcasting a few years ago. And joining me for this very special episode is someone that I've actually got to be able to see over the last couple of years uh, really develop in his style and his um, just his character and has really evolved over the last couple of years and working different places like HPW, GCW, Championship Wrestling from Ontario and so many other promotions. Uh, he's really making a name for himself. Please welcome the one and only Marcus Gold. Marcus, welcome to the show, man. How are you doing? Uh, I'm not doing too bad. Uh we had an interesting weekend, so I'm very excited to be on the podcast with you, Adam, and you know, let's get this underway. Right. I, I appreciate being called talented, but uh, I think this is the thing from the truth, but that's just me. Hey, man, anyone that can be able to step through those ropes in any capacity, especially being able to being paid to do it, uh, has to be talented in some way, know. right? So you gotta you got to think about it that way. That's very valid. Uh, you you already kind of started off the top. You said you had an interesting weekend, so we kind of I, I, I'd be silly for myself if we didn't you know jump right into that. Why was it a very interesting weekend? Um, so I wrestled two times this weekend. One time was supposed to, one one of those matches was supposed to be a big old squash match where we actually win. I actually won a squash match. That's never happens. Well, where was this from? Who was your opponents? Who were you? Um. Uh, it was at Courage Pro Wrestling. Um, uh, I was teaming with Christopher Clarence, obviously, Carol Stein, Steve, for people who know me. Um, and I, what was their names? I forgot their, in, I legit forgot their in-ring names. Uh, so much of a squash, you forget your opponents. That's just fantastic. Oh, I'm You're awesome. talking like a real big timer now. This is fantastic. Oh my god, this is awful. This is Tatanka <laughs> all over again. Uh, We're about to ask that question in a second, but go on. Um, and uh, yeah, big old squash match. We look, we look great, but of course it's me. So I'm like, ah, I want to make them look somewhat good. I don't want to completely bury some people. That's just not me, because people have done that to me, and I don't like doing that to other people. Right. And um, and yeah, uh, springboard crossbody. I'm supposed to catch it. Mm-hmm. And he got a little high, so boom, right in the face. And as you can see here, I got like I got stitches in my mouth right now. Mm. Uh, so I'm if you if I'm having a fun time talking, it's because or if I sound funny, it's because yeah, it's just me. And yeah, big old squash match. And then I'm probably gush. I'm gushing more blood than I've ever gushed in my life. It was it was it was gruesome. It was rude. <laughs> All for a squash match that I'm supposed to win. You'd think that I'd be bleeding in the match that Iron Man the night before, but no. No. And what was the other the match you were talking about? You said you wrestled twice. Um, that was HPW, obviously the annual um, schools out rumble. Uh, Iron Man, the whole thing was down to the final two. Started the match, went down to the final two, and uh, yeah, I was in there for quite a while. Six eliminations, so pretty good. Um, there you go. But 
but I didn't win, so none of it matters. <laughs> if you're not first, you're last, right? That's exactly. At least that's what my coach always told us. So that was. Uh, nice I, I am for I am first loser. <laughs> don't keep don't give yourself that tagline for independent wrestling. I was gonna say fans will latch onto that type of some stuff and make it stick. Uh, well, first of all, I'm glad that you're, you know, not completely, you know, marbled mouth and whatever to the point where you're unable to have this conversation. Cause I've been looking forward to talking to you for a little bit and wanted to have you on the podcast. And, um, I know just, you were already mentioning it off the top, which is like, you know, being a part of the careless dynasty. And of course we'll get into that as well a little bit. And you were mentioning blood, which will segue something else later. So you're kind of throwing little tidbits of breadcrumbs for the rest of the podcast. So we can kind of see where we're going from that. But uh, let's talk about you when it comes to your upbringing in that, of course you've been around now and you're in independent wrestling for a few years now. And uh, we've seen an undergone uh, you rather have seen yourself go through a couple of changes within yourself, uh, both physically and um, gimmick wise when it comes to your look and everything like that. So let's start at the very beginning, though. Like, when did you first get into professional wrestling and why did you want to start training? Um, so I like I, I was a casual fan for like the first like while I was a kid, um, like I was. I like I knew wrestling. I watched like I had DVDs. Uh, the one one DVD I watched a lot was Royal Rumble 2013. That was the one The Rock came back and won the title. Um, and yeah, it was. I was going through a really rough period of my life. Um, my grandmother had just passed away, and hockey from and I was I growing up. I was a big hockey person. I'm still a big hockey person, but like not as much as I was. Like I was like a freak. Like, I knew, like, like I'm big st- stats person, so um, I read all these books, and yeah, well, after my grandma died, it just, everything just started falling apart. I, my passion for hockey was going away, and there was a void that needed to be filled, and it was around September 2014 that I started watching wrestling weekly, um, and I was watching Raw, SmackDown. Uh, my first pay-per-view that I watched live was Night of Champions 2014, which is not looked back backed upon as like a, a fantastic pay-per-view, but it was the one that hooked me. Um, and and I didn't think it was a possibility of I didn't think it was a possibility of getting into professional wrestling until I, um, I guess the term re-met. I met uh, one of my tag partners now, uh, Christopher Clarence. Uh, we went to school together. Uh, we had known each other when we were younger, but we reconciled back in high school. He's a couple years older than me, but he was in the same class as me because um, I'll just tell. I'll just because he's because he kept on failing the same class. I'll call him out for it. It's fine. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, no, we, uh, um, he introduced me to Rip Impact and yeah, from there on, it just progressed and now we're here where we are today. Yeah. So of course you giving your, getting your start then with Rip Impact, who of course has gone on to train a uh, countless amount of talents here in Ontario independent wrestling and having his, uh, his school out in Hamilton. Um, why exactly did you go to Rip Impact of all places? Is it just because it was a local factor and it was there? 
uh, was it because Rip has been in the industry for a long time and kind of had that reputation, especially the reason I asked is because especially around that time, there was a couple other schools that were around the general area that could have been within driving distance that you could have went to. So I'm just curious as to why you made the, the leap for them. Um, I think I think the closeness factor definitely had a lot to do with it. I, I had no idea, I had no idea about independent wrestling like until I got into wrestling. Really? No, no idea. I that I like now I'm such now I'm such a big fan of Ontario indie wrestling. I'm really glad the work that I've seen Ontario do over the last four or five years since I've been in wrestling. Um, and. But yeah, back then I had no idea what independent wrestling was, so it was pretty basically solely off of um, just the local factor, um, and because uh, because uh, Clarence had started training the year previous, and then stopped for the school year, and then when he went back to the summer of 2017, then he was just like, "Hey, you should come with me," because we were in backyard wrestling for the six seven months any any wrestler most wrestlers have done backyard wrestling i think that's a fact um did you have a different name when you were a backyarder yes i did well i gotta ask what it was now oh boy uh it was the most cringe name ever uh wesley wheeler wesley wheeler yeah I mean, that at was that my, point, you could have, you could have been the long lost brother of Mark Wheeler at that point. Yeah, uh, I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not I'm not as jacked as Mark Wheeler though, so I'm the polar opposite of Mark Wheeler. So, all right, so of course you got your start then when of course to going with Rip Impact and of course having your friend um, with you know Clarence as well, uh, and then of course you would eventually gain a member and then start like your own little little faction already within the last couple of years, which is kind of interesting because you don't normally see friendships or factions grow as soon as you get out of the gate when it comes to independent wrestling. Normally it's like you're finding your footing, you're on your own for a number of years. Maybe you'll find like you'll be in a tag team or something like that, but to already have like almost like a three man or sometimes even a four man group in independent wrestling is rare. And I'm just kind of curious of how the Careless Dynasty got started and why it is an important part of your career, not just on a professional level, but also a personal level as well. Um, well, I think from the get-go, me and uh, Clarence, we set out to, like, we we knew we wanted a team together. We wanted to go to a, we wanted to go places, win tag titles together. Uh, we haven't done that yet, but um, um, we always knew we wanted to go together. We finally got our opportunity to do it. It wasn't even in HPW. We eventually formed an HPW later, which is like our, which is our homegrown promotion. I think that goes without saying. Um, uh, and yeah, and then we added um, Josh. Josh was sin. Um, it, it was really important to me because, on at least on a personal level, because I'm in a group with my t- two best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw I saw so much potential in Joshua. Um, Joshua Sin from the get go. He's he's just he's a lot 
like he reminded me a lot of uh, Clarence when he started. Um, like he can bump better than most in HEW. And that's a, I know that's a bold claim, but that's my opinion. Um, he and and Josh is a big part of my life when I was thinking about quitting wrestling, and he's one of the people who, um, one of the people who like kind of like was there for me because Clarence couldn't be there for, as much as for me. Because obviously he was dealing with the fact that he has kids now, um, and yeah, no, I just I Josh was there for me, and I thought of an idea, and Rip Impact was like, "Here's the ball, here's the ball, you can you guys take it," and and it's evolved to what the Carol Dynasty is today, and I'm forever forever. See, I told you this is gonna be a problem. Uh, forever fate. Oh forever God. thankful because of it thank man. you thank you're welcome thank you know, you. hot tag right there i came in um and say don't I'll, if you need a manager let me know uh there you go um something very interesting that you did bring up that you thought about leaving wrestling um i don't think a lot of people know that specifically why exactly were you thinking about leaving wrestling and um what exactly I know you were saying before, like they helped you change your mind and all that stuff, but like was it just because of a burnout situation? Was it just like progression? I'm curious as to why so early in your career you would think about already, you know, hanging up the boots. It, uh burnout was one thing. Um there was also uh um circumstances that uh were out of my control and uh, stuff happened. Stuff was said. Uh, a lot of things um, were not great, um, and it, it was an unfortunate situation to be a part of. But I've moved past it, and it's and a lot of it was just a lot of it was one particular thing. Um, but I'm not going to get into it on here. I'm not opening up old wounds. Nope, that's fine. Um. And I'm over it. So, uh, but yeah, it was it was it was a couple of things, but uh, mostly mostly one thing that I was like, eh, I'm kind. I feel like this. I felt like wrestling was a prison, you know. And I'm just like, I don't want to be here anymore. And like, this is so that's so cliche to say but i don't even know how else to really describe it without getting too much into it Cause like i said i don't want to bring up old stuff that happened that sure is done now so but yeah i did think about quit quitting for a bit um especially because i was very frustrated um kind of how we were coming back out of the pandemic um i was frustrated because i had worked so hard i did a lot of training during the pandemic um, and I worked and I worked and I worked and I worked and I just, as soon as we started coming back out of the pandemic, it just, things just kept on shining a light and it just felt like I was stuck. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much the brunt end of it. No, totally understand. Um, when it comes to you though, I mean, of course you've taken maybe that time to kind of 
find, you know, a little bit more of who Marcus Gold is. And a lot of that has changed over even just the last couple of years uh, when, of course, we'd be seeing you coming out rocking with a some pretty sweet gold jacket, if I may say so myself. Uh, and uh, it just, you know, having kind of like the money and kind of almost doing like your own version of a, a Ted DiBiase here within Ontario Independent Wrestling. Um, tell me about what made you want to start with that kind of persona and that kind of character and why exactly have you evolved from the Marcus gold of old to the Marcus gold of now? Uh, do you want the real answer? Well, I mean, that would be preferred. I mean, you could gimmick it for, or you could kayfabe it for me. That's okay. But I mean, uh, no, 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 the, cause it's just, it's, it's such a, um, I the reason why I started with that gimmick was because I needed to cover up for the fact that I sucked in the ring. I, I, I mean, was, I wouldn't say you would probably sucked. I would probably say that no. I was I was pretty bad. I, I think that everyone when they first get into the industry is not as good as they would hope to be. Not everyone's going to be like a natural born Kurt Angle or something like that. And sometimes it is easier to either be a little bit more flamboyant or have a gimmick or has something to be able to lean on. So that way, when you get to that point, you don't have to have that anymore. Yeah. Uh, so um, don't describe. There's a lot of people who do the same thing too. Yeah, no, I know. I just, I, I had a hard time, like, I had a very hard time with training. It took me until, I'd probably say right after the pandemic is when I started feeling like, okay, okay, I can do something here. I can do something. But before that, like, I don't, like, I didn't have, like, any, like, mobility. I was, like, I got to, all people got to remember, I'm 20 years old now. I started when I was 14. Really? Wow. And so, and when I had my first match, I was 15. So, um, yeah, it was just, just coming, coming into my body, I think, uh, helped me, uh, and that's what helped me get to where I am today. And also just, I did the gimmick because, yeah, I wanted to cover up for the fact that I, uh, was very limited in the ring. So I decided to instead show that, hey, I can talk. I can actually talk. I can talk with some of the best, except for right now, because I obviously uh, have a big old bump my lip. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Um, and also, I got, I always knew I was dead set on the name. Well, originally I was dead set on the name Mark Gold. Um, and Rip Impact's like, hey. You should be snarky with it. You should be like Marcus. I'm like, ooh, I like that. I like that. So yeah, and then that's that's how I got the name for starters. And then the gold jacket. Everyone loves the gold jacket. And people, I've been asked so many times, bring back the gold jacket. Bring bring back the gold jacket. Bring back the gold jacket. And I'm like, it was twenty dollars on Wish.com. <laughs> You want the gold jacket? Buy me the gold jacket. <laughs> you can buy it. It's like it's like ten dollars in shipping, but so thirty dollars. But um, yeah. You heard, you heard here, folks. <laughs> I don't I don't think I have it anymore. I don't think I have a gold jacket. I think I destroyed it in a promo. Oh okay. Uh, but oh. yeah. 
All right. So and then, of course, you were saying now that you're feeling a little bit more comfortable with yourself, especially after the pandemic. You've seen the work that you're putting in, whatever. Um, I didn't know, actually, just uh, kind of learning and just like the audiences right now that you were so young when you started into training. Um, I didn't know you were actually 20 years old now. I thought you actually were older, but like I didn't I know you were that a lot. I didn't know you were getting that um, that young, getting into training. I'm curious at that stage, too, because, of course, you're still in high school when you're yeah. learning the ropes at that point to get into professional wrestling. Um, what was, like, your home like at that point? Like, of like, hey, mom, hey, dad, you know, whoever parents at the time, this is what I'm doing on my spare time, you know. Were they for that? Were they against that? Uh, same thing with, like, your friends. Were they, like, very much like, yeah, man, go do it. That's awesome. Or, like dude, you're like 15. You should be like doing other stuff. Uh, I definitely mix thing with school. Uh, the one thing I'll give my parents, my, both my parents credit for is they've been very supportive of me from day one. There was some like hesitation because I'm hanging out with people who are 15, 20 years older than me, but I've been doing that my entire life anyway, uh, with, um, like, cause I always like, I always talk people's ear off. Um, when we were at my dad's softball games i like i i I just i enjoy being around people older than me because i think my generation's stupid um um most of our generation there's some people like that are my age in wrestling now that i really like so um but uh yeah they're very supportive my mom was extremely nervous when she had to sign the waiver because she's like she she has the waiver and she's like uh, and she's like that it has it had something to say about like we're not liable in case of serious injury or death yep and my mom's like you sure you want to do this <laughs> and i'm like yes and she's like okay i you fuck you, you get you so sorry for my language you get hurt you get you get hurt you you're uh yeah, you're the one that's gonna pay for it. I feel no envy for you. Oh, I was waiting like, for her to come. I was waiting for her to come back. And be like, if you get crippled or if you get like, if you die, you're grounded. Like it's just. <laughs> I should have went with that. <laughs> next time I tell us, next time I tell that story, I'm gonna say that. There you go. Yeah, alter, um, alter it a little bit there. Um, but yeah, no, she uh, she signed the waiver, and they've been nothing but supportive for me. I had a couple friends who were just like, oh, hey, that's cool. And I've even had a couple of teachers, um, couple of teachers uh, come to a show. One of them who got some another uh, wrestler who was wrestling at that show uh, in trouble because he was also a teacher. Um, and, uh, yeah, interesting. Um, but, yeah, no, my parents have been so supportive. I had friends. Uh, I don't talk to anybody in, from high school anymore besides Christopher Clarence. So, there's a reason for that. I was unbearable growing up. I'm still unbearable now, but I'm working on myself every day. And uh, yeah, I don't know how to end this. So hey, no, like that. honestly, man, when you're I I I'm kind of in a similar boat too. Like I didn't really have a lot of friends growing up, and the ones that did, like you know, they were few and far between and whatever. And then like having professional wrestling, it's kind of like you know that 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 click that you always kind of wanted to be a part of and then like when you get older it's like oh there's other people that are like me that like the same interests as me that have the same passion as me and then you kind of feel like you have like that 
lack of a better word, fraternity in that sense that you're kind of a part of. And now with you training and getting into the business and, you know, making friends and acquaintances and stuff like that. Now you can have like those conversations and have those uh, relationships with those type of people, which is always good for people who were like you and me at that point. So, yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. You've had the pleasure of uh, over the last couple of years, of course, you know, getting your name out there and working, like I said, in different companies. I mentioned off the top, HBW being your home base, but of course, you know, GCW and, um, you know, Magnuson Championship Wrestling. And, you know, there's been a couple of places that you've already been, you know, stepping your toes into. Uh, one place that I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would ever see you, and the first time I ever get to call one of your matches, uh, get a goddamn death proof show. Um, of course, uh, you were not slated to be on the card. Um, so please walk <laughs> through uh, your first time dabbling, uh, going from not really knowing the independent wrestling scene to, you know, pri- trying to master yourself as a professional wrestler to having your very first now death match here in Ontario independent wrestling just a couple of short months ago. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that was a very interesting experience. Um, not one I was expecting. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I was messaged about it the day before. And what a lot of people didn't know was, and like, I, cause I didn't like make it like hugely like wide known. Like I made a, I think I made a post about it, but I was taking May off. Okay. I was taking I was taking all of May off because I was wrestling up uh, an injured ankle. I suffered a concussion at the beginning of the month, so I was just like, "All right, you know what? We're taking the break. We're taking the break in at the beginning of May." Um, and uh, and Warhead messaged me. He's just like, "Hey, you want to do Death Proof tomorrow?" <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I, I go over and I go, I go over to my dad's room, and I'm like. So I just got asked to do a death match tomorrow. Uh, what should I do? Uh, not tell your mother. I'm like, that seems like a good call. So I didn't even tell my mom. I just told her I was going to a show. I was just going to watch. Um, wasn't wrestling. Because uh, my mother hates, and I mean hates, like any thought of her child getting hurt. Stupidly. Um. And I'm like, there was, I got, eh. and I just, sorry, I just want to throw in this little snippet. I bled more this weekend than I did at Death Proof. I, uh, I didn't, I was the most wuss deathmatch wrestler ever. I'm like, I, I don't know. But it was, a, I was, honestly, my, the one thing that I will say about Death Proof, sorry, I'm rambling. No, that's fine. Um, my favorite part about Death Proof was the locker room. That was probably the most fun locker room I've ever been a part of. And, like, people, like, have a passion for deathmatch wrestling. And, like, I completely respect... I didn't... Like, I like I won't even lie. I Until I was a part of it, I didn't respect it. But now that I was a part of it and I felt the energy that that locker room was, um, I'm like, this is, this is amazing. I love this. This is... Uh, I never thought I'd be doing this. And as you saw at that show, I was the anti-hardcore guy because I, I just it worked 
um, I, I got the young face, luckily, behind me, and I still had my hair then. Um, so I was, I just went full douche. And, uh, Trust so yeah, me. no. Yeah, I've been doing the, the anti-hardcore thing for Death Proof for a number of years now, so trust me, I get it. It's a very easy card to play, but it's a it's a well card to play, so uh, especially uh, within Death Proof and that. So, um, I mean, that's I mean, I'm glad that you had such a good time within Death Proof. I mean, people can say what they want about Deathmatch Wrestling, and again, I've had my issues oh so many times in the past, and people have heard my opinion on it and whatnot, but I will say that there is a brotherhood and a passion when it comes to that locker room, especially in death proof. than there has been in other promotions that I've worked for. And I've been doing this close to 18 years now. And that is one of the only locker rooms that I know of that is always felt like a family in that sense, which is just mind boggling, especially given the fact that wrestling is a doggy dog business. You know what I mean? So, um, of course, my next question would be, you know, it was something that you were pleasantly surprised for. And I think you actually, you know, you're discrediting yourself once again here. I think you actually did impress. I think you were, you know, you were pretty solid on that triple threat. Of course, it was you, Warhead, and Aiden Rain in that opening matchup and, you know, having fun with cheese graters and everything else and whatnot. Um, you know, you sitting down with the chairs and throwing hands, you know, you're getting good reactions for that. So. I didn't sit down in a chair. Oh yes, I forgot. They gave yes. they, they gave me the chair that that had the cheese graters on it, and I was like, "Pardon my language, fuck this." <laughs> no, I, I, I'm I'm tall enough that I can go on my knees, and I went on my knees and I threw punches. Yes, that's exactly right. You're right. And then uh, of course you had the little back and forth with them. So my my question would be then, given the fact that you've been in that locker room in that environment and kind of had a taste for it, is it something that you would ever dive in and try again? Or is this well, kind of like a one and done? You can say you just had it on your resume and check. Never say never. Um, no. I think if I were to go back, I would be under the same circumstances. Uh, I I'm a very I'm a very story driven wrestler. I've just I, that's how I've always been, and I like I like the I like the I like the no DQ death matches when it's the big blow off. That's just kind of how I've always been. So like. Yeah, it was fun to do, and I would do it again. And if if Warhead starts back up Deathproof full time, and he asked me, I would do it. I would do it. I would try and bring over the Carol Dynasty. We could do it. Um, but it like normal like normally it's a no like normally it's a no for me. I think one of the main reasons why I said yes originally was because oh, Warhead and Aiden Rain. I know those guys. I know them. They'll keep me safe. I love them. They're great. Um, and uh, I know that sounded very sarcastic, but I actually do really love Warhead and Aiden Rain. Um, and, uh, but yeah, never say never, man. Never say never. Uh, now that I've dipped my toe into it, maybe, maybe I'll never get enough of it. There you go. You never know in this business, right? So my, my one, my next question when it comes to that, though, is, I mean, you already said before that your mom didn't know. Does she know now after the fact? Or oh, she oh she she knew when I showed up when I showed back up at home with cheese grater marks on my back. That's a good point. Yeah. How did that yeah. how did that conversation go? Oh, it was awkward. Awkward as hell. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, yeah. So I did a thing. 
um, yeah. Uh, why, why didn't you tell? Why didn't you tell me? Because you would have said no. <laughs> I still live um, in your house. I, I'm curious then if that's the case then too, just based on how your mother has you know acted in the past about you know what you were saying before of not wanting to sign the waiver and just you know doesn't want to see your baby boy get hurt. Which of course you know as a parent myself, I would hate for anything to happen to my son. So I can imagine any parent would feel the same way, especially you're like, hey mom, I, I want to purposely throw myself on the ground and get thrown in the air by people who are strangers uh, for fun and for very little yeah. money. And you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, totes. Yeah, 100%. That sounds great. Um, has she been, and both of your parents have been to any of the shows that you've been at? And if so, what were their reactions to seeing you um, do what you do now? Uh, besides one, they've been to almost every HW show I've been on. Um, HW is very tame. Um, I think the biggest one would have been... When I wrestled my first ever no DQ at Championship Wrestling from Ontario, uh, my mom was very scared about that one. Very scared. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where my my opponent had to literally go to my mom, uh, John Kane, um, and he said, and he said, "Don't worry, I got your son. I'm protecting <laughs> your son." Cause I, I was like seven, I was like sixteen, seventeen at the time. That, so that was gonna be my next question of how old you were at the time. So uh, I was like sixteen. That would have been twenty nineteen. Okay. September twenty nineteen, dog collar match. That was fun, but I, I definitely want to do another dog collar match because now it would be better. Well, now that I was going to say, too, is now that you've dipped your foot into deathmatch wrestling, now that you've had, you know, no disqualification dog collar and you're starting to, you know, get yourself out there a little bit more and more. Is there matches stipulation wise or is there athletes or wrestlers here in Ontario that you haven't had the pleasure of wrestling or being involved in uh, that you would like maybe potentially like your own little bucket list currently right now? Like, we'll start with maybe with, like, the match stipulations. Because, I mean, I know maybe some people are like, oh, it doesn't really matter. We're just wrestling. But, like, but at the same time, we're all fans. We all grew up with it. We all, like, watch it on television. And we see it live. And you're like, oh, you know, that would be that'd be really something to be a part of. Is there, like, a certain stipulation that you would be like, absolutely? Like, that's 100% what I would I, uh, um, and this, and this is going to be a very snarky answer. But, you know, I don't really care. Yeah, that's um, fair. There's some people that feel that way, too. Um, but I want to do a 60-minute Ironman match just to prove a point. Okay. Um, that, uh, because, like, the biggest thing, I think the biggest criticism that I've faced over the last years is that, oh, this kid can can barely wrestle for 10 minutes. Like, because whether I get gassed or whatnot, and I'm, and I've, when I started, absolutely. Now, like, I feel like I can wrestle for a very long period of time. And so I would specifically do that match just to be like, hey, like, I, I can do this. Um, yeah, maybe 60 minutes is a little extreme. There's not many people who can do it. No. I think 20 I think 20 minutes of it would just be me sitting in a chair. But uh, that's fine. As long as it's not full of cheese graters, as we've established, yes. Yeah, as long as it's not full of cheese graters, because uh, <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought about sitting on that. I thought about it. I'm like, this is going to hurt. 
No. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> um. Okay, but uh, another stipulation I just I really I really like two out of three falls matches, and I've never had one. Okay. And like, and it's weird. I've been in like. Like, like everyone, like most people would be like, oh, I want to be in a ladder match. And my response is, I'm scared of heights. So no. Or uh, a doors match. I'm like, oh, I've been put through a couple doors. That sounds like fun. But I've already done it. Um, okay, so let's let's move forward a little bit then. So again, you've got to work with a few different people here in Ontario, but both, you know, people that are just you know, grinding their teeth just like you within the industry and also people who have been doing this for a long time, like a Steve Brown and uh, Rip Impact and so on. So who would you say it would be a bucket list for yourself? Like if you had the pencil and the eraser right now and you could be like, all right, Marcus Gold versus blank, who would you want to maybe say, actually, you know what? Let's do two different ones here. Let's do one as you as a single and then let's okay. do one as you with the dynasty. Oh, Okay. Okay, singles, um, and this is not going to come as a surprise to anybody who knows me, like, who's like, who's like, I talk to you all the time. Sure. Uh, the bucket list item is Johnny DeLuca. Okay. Easily. Num- that's the easy number one. Why is that? Because um, the story's there. Uh, we both debuted in the same match, and Johnny's done such a phenomenal job of evolving over these last five years. Um and for some reason, and I don't know what it is, I just, I always, this always stuck in my mind. We had a training match back in 2019. It was before the pandemic. And like, that's still when I was like, eh. But we had the match, and I'm like, bro, we got chemistry. What the hell? I, like, 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 we were supposed to go five minutes. We went 15. And I'm like, Okay, this is like that was my like moment where I'm like, okay, we need to wrestle on a show. Um, it like it would like I feel like for it to be like overall satisfying, it would have to be HPW, you know, because that's the promotion we both started. It was the promotion that we both debuted. We debuted in the exact same match, me and Johnny DeLuca. Um, okay, we're both so- the, we're we're both the same age. Mm-hmm. We were both the youngest people to ever perform in Hamilton Pro Wrestling. I was the youngest, but Johnny was like a couple months older than me. So, um, and I just feel like, especially where we're at, we're both at now, we would have one of the best matches to ever happen in HBW. Wow, that's a bold statement too, because uh, there's been really good matches that have come out of that promotion. Uh, so, what about then for you and the six man tag? What if you had to speak for? You know, your careless dynasty in the sense, like, who would you want to see maybe here in Ontario uh, that you would like to do, the, you know, a three-on-three with? Hmm. That is a good question. That one's a little bit harder for me. Uh... I mean, you can mix match, of course, people, too. It doesn't have to be, like, a tandem of three people or whatever. It could be anybody. I can't even think of another tandem right now. Um... <laughs> no, I... You know what? Um, I think flight or flight. Okay. Um. So those. So. Vertigo. Yeah, Vertigo and Quasar. Um. And Shane Saber. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I feel like. 
a oh, particular sorry, reason. I was going to say any particular reason for the three of them, or um, yeah, uh, we we bump good, so so <laughs> the, uh, we uh, we uh, will uh, we will um, uh, bump like crazy for them, obviously, because they've been in the business for so long. Um, and I think I don't I don't know. I just think I think all three of their timing and like the way they wrestle is impeccable. Mm-hmm. Like another person I would throw in there, someone you're very familiar with, Tarek. That's another person like, oh, oh we would we would beat the living piss out of each other. He would beat me. He would beat me up, but but um that would be that like that'd be another person I would consider throwing in there, like there, there, there's a lot. There's a lot of people I've not wrestled in Ontario, well, and I think it. I think it's gonna change. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, go ahead. Um, and I know that's gonna change as the years go on, but uh, there's some people I wanna get to wrestle before they go out. Like I'm very sad that I didn't get to wrestle Justin Sane on his way out. Um, especially because Justin's one of the nicest people I've ever met. Um, and yeah. All right. No, no, okay. I was just making sure that you were done there that time. All right. No, I, I agree. Justin Sane is, again, I've had the pleasure of knowing him for a number of years and working with him and managing him behind the scenes and, you know, in front of the camera too. And yeah, Justin Sane is one of the elite wrestlers that unfortunately is no longer doing it here in Ontario and been wrestling. So, um, I mean, it was really cool to see him at the death proof show. He was just sitting yep. in the back and, uh, watching everything. So, I mean, that was probably kind of a cool little thing of like Justin Sane's checking out your match, uh, yeah. at one point. So like watching from the crowd. So, uh, I, we're going to be ending it off very, very soon, but before we go, um, I just want to be able to ask you, um, what would you like to see from yourself as either something that you would like to either improve on or just something that you can tell people to expect from you in the future as Marcus Gould does progress uh, into the wrestler that I know him to do and could be? Um, I definitely want to start te- uh, telling more compelling stories. Um, obviously, like some promotions that I've been able to dip my foot into – very well. Hamilton Pro Wrestling is not really known for storylines, and and I know that. I so like I'm trying to like so like I'm trying to like stand out differently, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. Magnificent Championship Wrestling, there's some plans there. Um, I have and with Magnificent Championship Wrestling, they really trust my thought process. So it's gonna be very interesting to see what's gonna be going on over there. Um, other promotions that I work for, like ACW, they're great. And just try and reach out to as many promotions as I can. Try to get on many promotions as I can uh, over the next couple of years. Hopefully, like soon, like shortly. Um, like not like shortly, but you know what I mean. Yeah, of course. Uh, um, and just keep on going and try and really make a difference here in Ontario, which is what I want to do. I want to show that, hey, big men can bump. Big men can sell. Um, even though like, it doesn't make sense, not really, but 
I don't know. I just I, I've always been a firm believer in giving other people like that rub of like, oh, you look like a beast because you just knocked down him. Right. Um, you're you're very much the type of person of giving back and wanting to make sure everyone looks good because of that, and you know. Yeah. At least that's yeah. what it's, at least that's what it sounded like from the beginning of this interview to now too. You're very you're very much a, a giving wrestler when a lot of people, especially back in the day, would just been like, all right, I mean, need to make sure that I look good, especially in whatever. And you know, of course, you were telling the story earlier about the squash and that. So you know what, I can definitely see that from you. And uh, I I know personally, I am very much looking forward to seeing the progression of you over the next several years here in Ontario Independent Wrestling and the championships and everything else and the glory and you know the matches that you will have with certain people so people win championships i know right i don't know i've never had one so well maybe one day maybe one day you'll be uh hpw maybe. champion and you'll come back and be like yeah, yeah see that hayes guy he 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 uh, spoke it into fruition right there so was, uh but he was right all along <laughs> he was right he believed in me <laughs> he believed in me what no one else would my my mother, my father, and Adam Hayes. There we go. <laughs> my mama, my father, and more importantly, Mr. Adam Goddamn Hayes. Perfect. I love it. There we go. HBW book it. This man needs uh this man meets me in their corner. So um there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, uh, this was an amazing interview. Um, Marcus, thank you so much for being able to join us here on the program. Again, I had a whole lot of fun just getting to know you a little bit better and having these conversations with you. And um, I, again, like I said, I am very much looking forward to seeing the progression of you over the next several years. So before we get out of here, though, let's get those socials out of the way and where we can be able to find you uh, at your next event and something you can be able to plug. Uh, so... My Instagram is Marcus Gold Pro. Uh, Twitter I never use, but I believe it's also Marcus Gold Pro or Marcus Goldie Pro. Um, I don't know. I don't use Twitter. If, don't ever try to reach me from Twitter. Um, my Facebook is Marcus Gold. Uh, I have no social media under my real name, don't, so don't try and find me on my real name. Um, and... Uh, yeah, uh, YouTube, my YouTube is Goldie. Um, I never post on there, but when I do, it, a lot of it's wrestling content. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to plug. <laughs> Any upcoming uh, shows that you got that you'd like to be able to plug? Not that I'm on, but I want to, and just because you're here, just because I'm kind of trying to kiss ass a bit, go to New Frontier this weekend <laughs> in Port Hope. I, I I will thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's not this weekend, but uh, that oh, it's next ju- weekend. Yeah, it would be July the twenty second oh, in Port Hope. Of I, course, I've, I've 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 lost track of time. It's all good, you know. You know um, the things in your mouth that getting hit in the face. I, I get it, you know. Putting over the young talent, I, I completely understand. So if that's um, the case, I'll jump in right there too. Uh, New Frontier presents Immortality Two coming up at the Jack Sports Bar and Grill, um, and of course that will be in. Uh, Port Hope on July 22nd. Tickets are vastly selling out, so I would uh, hurry up and buy them tickets and uh, see who Tarek's going to go 10 and 0 against because, quite frankly, that's what's going to happen because it always does happen. Uh, of course, next week here on the Schwa, or on the Schwa, <laughs> next year, weeks here on the podcast here for Schwa Wars, um, it's going to be something really, really fun. And of course, 
Earlier in the year, uh, Jordan, my best friend, of course, the right hand of the podcast, uh, was forced to sit down and watch the Lizzie McGuire movie, Thanks to My Wife, and a special Never Have I Ever review of a movie that um, usually has an anniversary date to it. Next week will be the 35-year anniversary of one of the most popular um, action movies of all time, and some people consider it a Christmas movie. They're wrong. I don't. It's Die Hard. And um, my wife has never seen it. So my best friend Jordan forced her to sit down and watch it. And then she has to review it with him on the podcast. So if you would like um, just to kind of hear a little bit of hilarity, especially with the two of them, uh, then I would definitely check that out next week. It is a whole lot of fun. So, yes, that will be on the podcast next week. Till then, ladies and gentlemen, check out everything in the archives. Also, anchor.fm slash Wild Wars podcast. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz. My name is Adam Hayes. Thank you very much. We'll catch you on the next one. Get ready to feel the heat as New Frontier returns for the biggest event of the summer, Immortality Tool. Saturday, July 22nd at the Jack Burger Sports Complex in Port Hope with nine epic battles, including NWA Junior Heavyweight Champion Kerry Morton to face off with Port Hope's own international sensation, the visionary Vaughn Vertigo, plus the Empire's Matthew Grant facing off against Coburg's own blood-stained hurricane Jesse Amato inside the confines of a steel cage. Don't wait. Tickets are starting at $20 at immortality2.eventbrite.com. This is New Frontier Pro, wrestling redefined.